Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Starlight Outer Worlds. I'm Giuseppe. I play Landon Cray, the hunter. I'm Molly. I play Elta Cyrex, the ace. I'm Jeff. I play Canard, the construct. And I'm Thad. I'll be your GM. When we last left you, you had finished with the knight's escapade and come back to the ship, the Metalark, where Chifchoff had just made some uh, some ready doodles. Uh, in the morning, you're all having breakfast, and uh, is this a good time for you to go over your uh, mission briefing from Stacy? Sure, yeah. So, looks like we're supposed to go to Atana Asteroid. There's a station there where we're doing a package pickup, uh, meeting a contact. Seems like an average guy. I don't know. It sounds like once we get it, we've got to get out of there pretty quick. There might be some heat on it, looking at this. She says, uh, return within 24 hours. What's the um, package? Not a whole lot of detail on that. Non-hazardous, no special containment, under half a kilo. Okay, so it's not a person. No, no. It's a, it's a package. That's <laughs> about all I got. Most people are considered non-hazardous. <laughs> not all of them, though. True. Most turn under half a kilo. <laughs> all depends how fast you're moving. Yeah, so I figure we head out there. Um, looks like our meeting spot is a distillery, so that might be fun. How long's the trip? Do we have to kick the drive open or anything? Uh, we're we're in system. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now I would say this will take a few hours, depending okay. on how you want to get there. It's like yeah. a, maybe a five or six hour trip. Mm-hmm. You can. Yes, in system, you really don't want to open up the jump drive if uh, if you can help it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're desperate, you can get to point to point, but there's many more objects and it increases the risk. So, gotcha. yeah, yeah, so thanks for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Do we have an ID for the contact? Uh, yeah, name is Mazarin Kerr. All right. Mm. Canard, maybe we do a little digging on this guy, see if we can figure some info out on him in the meantime. I think that would be prudent. All right. I feel like you're going to be better at that than I will. So, And, uh, and any anything else that you want to uh, go over at breakfast? I don't think so. I think that's... Got all we need to know? More or less, yeah. Anything else? There's some specifics of, you know, how to make contact and stuff, but I figure... I mean, you sent out copies to us, right? I can, I can read through that if I need to. Mm-hmm. But I trust you. Yeah. This, this doesn't sound like... You said yourself, it's a boring job. Mm-hmm. Probably nothing will happen. Well, I'll get, I'll get up to the cockpit and get us on our way. Is Chipshaw here too? Yeah, I'm here too. God damn it! Sorry, give me a second. That's one way to do it. Uh-huh. Um, yes, Chipshaw is there. I do like Chipshaw. Uh-huh. No, and and he's just scurrying about, getting ready. He's 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 very he's excited. He's like, yes, yes, another exciting mission. Canard, you want to help me with the pre-flight, uh, pre-flight uh, check? Yes. <laughs> I think you need to do the arms to get chip shot. It's great. It's my favorite thing. Canard, <laughs> you want to help me with the pre-flight checklist? Certainly. R- right on. Join me in the engine room. I, I'll leave you guys to it then. I just stay at the table eating my like ration bar in my tank top or whatever. What did you have? We had you. I'll look into the guy. Investigating. If you're doing pre-flight stuff, I can look into the guy a little. Okay. It's like a gnosis check. So yeah. Uh, so captain. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have to call you captain? 
This I'm, I'm just this is this just the GM. Sorry. So as the captain of the ship, what's your uh, and the and the one kind of running this assignment? Uh, how much time do we have before you need to take off? Yeah, not very much. Um, basically, as quickly as we can run the pre-flights, that'd be great. And I'm going to be getting us off the ground okay. pretty much as soon as possible. And that'll give you uh, a few hours um, buffer time to, to yeah. get there. Like, Yeah. So Okay. And this is one of those things, it's sort of a, a world question based on how we've played it, but in the past when we went up to the orb, that was the thing we kind of strapped in for a little bit. So... We've established that there's sort of grav field technology for the most part, right? So when we're around in space, you can kind of keep your orientation, walk around, do stuff. You know, technology sometimes fails. People go on the float. That sort of thing happens. Or I guess you could disable it if you wanted. Seems like the leaving atmosphere is usually rocky enough that everyone sort of straps in. We strap things down. And then once we're, like, cruising altitude... The grav field kicks in, we walk around. Is that sort of... That's how we played it last time, I think. So, yeah, I like that. I don't know. Um, it just just little things. It just determines whether I keep sitting here or go strap into my bunk or whatever. I think there's like sorts of couches or whatever here in the galley. Like There's places where we can do it. Yes. Okay. There are many places in the, um, in the ship where you can mm-hmm. that makes sense. strap in. Mm-hmm. Good practice. Okay. Then I'll just strap in with my little terminal and do some digging. Mm-hmm. Question. Is the asteroid that we're going to a place that we've visited before, or is this new? It's new to me. It's, it's, Elta has been there before because you've done enough work in this system. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been there for a while. You've lived in this system for most of your life, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think I'm I'm excited to get going. Uh, we've we've been on land a little longer than I'm always happy to be out in space. So I'm in the cockpit. I'm humming a little tune. Uh, <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds like we're about ready to head out, though. I think. Yeah. What music do you put on to like get you like when you're excited to be flying again? Like you're humming a tune, but we've we've established you listen to music. Is there something? That like maybe we can hear wafting through the uh, through from the cockpit. I have a really eclectic taste in music. Excellent. Right now, I think I'm doing show tunes. All right, <laughs> Whiplash, Eleven. Uh, cool. Landon, mm-hmm. you have a little bit of time to do some research. Sure. Probably more on this guy, last name Kerr. That's right. Um, I don't know that this would trigger a move. But I want to look around on the Gnosis, sort of local news, see, just search this guy's name, see if anything comes up. Okay. Easy surface level stuff that might just give me some background on the guy. I'm not looking for, like, what's in his head. Yeah. So you look into Mazen Kerr, and there is uh, a little bit of information about him, actually. Mm-hmm. You find out that he is uh, listed as uh, one, of the, um, one of the owners of a McDaniels Trong group. And this is a, uh, they refer themselves as Outer World Operational Consultants. All right. So not legit, it sounds like. That's fine. You're, yeah, you have a certain sense that like, oh, this is a, someone who's set themselves up to do just a variety of things. Mm-hmm. And your, uh, as far as other, other flags, 
Does he have a bounty on him by any chance? Just, again, one of these things you need to check if you're yeah. going meeting someone. Yeah. He does not have a bounty on him. Great. Yeah. Has he put a bounty on anyone? No. Okay. Many bounties are are actually mm, anonymous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not so much anonymous, but they've been they're sort of sealed and they've been submitted to the uh, to the, to the organization that uh, mm-hmm. uh, manages them and disseminates them. And so you don't always know if there's a specific person or company behind something. That makes sense. But sometimes. Yeah. I figure once you've taken the job and you're sort of moving through and you've signed the thing saying you can't just quit, then you get some of that extra information. Yes. You got to turn them into someone. Yeah. That's but true. Yes. Agreed. That's a relief and a disappointment. <laughs> so you, um, I will let you, why don't you assess when you attempt to discern something more? Sure. We can give that a shot. My logic is plus zero. That is an eight plus zero for eight. Go ahead and ask one question. What happened here recently? What can I use to my advantage? Who or what's in control? Or what's hidden or false? I'm going to go with what happened recently. The time pressure on this thing has me a little antsy. So I'm curious if something, if change is brewing on this station. Hmm. Great question. You're taking a guess here, but you're noting in some fairly new news reports, very recent in fact, that there's been some flare-ups of worker unrest and protests and Mm. strikes on the asteroid. Mm -hmm. This asteroid has several thousand people on it um, at a given time, and they have, most of the mining is done separately, but so there's people coming and going. Uh, It's mostly miners and other, and lots of support facilities around that. And you are wondering if he needs to sort of get some information out in a timely manner related Mm -hmm. to uh, labor management, which is one of the specialties that they apparently um, uh, have, this McDaniel's Uh, Trump group. Strike breakers. Labor relations, Mm -hmm. uh, management consultants, and so forth. Anything on a union? Oh, just yeah, out of curiosity. Just out of general knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, there's 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 talk like that, yeah, that they would like Art. have a union, but it doesn't. Uh, the, the local laws mm-hmm. uh, really discourage sure. union building. Yes, that, not a surprise at all to Landon. Great. Okay, I think that's about what I would. Yeah, that feels like about a good amount to parse. And remember, uh, when I act on the answer mm-hmm. to the what happened here recently, I get to take plus one next. Great. Hold on to that. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, Kennard, you and Shiftchoff. So I'm going to get into a little bit of detail because we haven't like really seen this in your ship yet. But uh, there are a number of systems. And one of the nice things about this ship is that there are a number of redundant systems. However, you don't have a lot of money. So at any given moment, there's usually some system, <laughs> multiple systems that are out. Or they're running in some kind of like, you know. Safety mode, jury rigged way, mm-hmm. <laughs> or safety limited way. So you you and Shiftchoff determine that it's uh, you're within acceptable parameters. Well, right. well, well within acceptable parameters for yeah for this mission. Any other concerns, Kennard? Well, I just take the time to double check whatever Shiftchoff has done. Oh, no love for Shiftchoff. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good. Let me see. Uh, how did Shiftchoff do? Is he paying attention? 
Uh, I want you to roll uh, this just one six-sided die, and then I want you to uh, tell me what you get. Three. Yeah, it's a typical job. And he's like, all the stuff that's serious that you need, he's, he's absolutely covered it. There are a few things that he just seems to sort of wave his hat, hand at, and uh, as if his instinct tells him, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good enough. And, yeah, he kind of seems right, but you sure wish he would pay a little bit more attention to those things. Interesting. Well, I'll keep track of that to see if he's consistent in okay. his judgment. Yeah, so Gibraltar has a, a spaceport, uh, if you will, but a large, flat area. You you could notify the offices of, of Zenith that run the, uh, the sort of port control here. But per Stacy's request, you have not filed a flight plan, and you basically just fire up and leave fairly abruptly. Okay. Yeah. Not unusual. They won't come after you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no one minds. Great. <laughs> That's right. Just make sure that no one is in your, your you know, the engine blast. The engine wake. <laughs> Whoa. That's all they ask. Yeah, no Love one behind it. me. Hopefully, no one above me. Yeah, it's just like a guardrail, just like some safety tape. So uh, you, uh, yeah, you take off. Do you have a landing gear? That uh, yeah, yeah, out? you kind of. So you're built for atmospheric flight, right? Because you do. Well, this ship was a, an exploration vessel and was built to handle a lot of different environments, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you come and kind of land on your belly, but then when we take off, there's sort of this going vertical oh, yeah. step that's a little... Mm-hmm. I think that's part of why you want to strap in right at first. Mm-hmm. So things are always a little askew right when you're coming in or going out. But yeah, but there is normally like landing gear that you sit on. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So we can see those things. You uh, take off and uh, head out over the water, tilt back the... Landing gear comes up, and you, yeah, you just haul it back, and yeah, within within seconds, the the you are blasting up through the the thick clouds that in, that usually cover the island and this part of the planet, and then you're out into space within a minute. Okay, yeah. So you're on your way, and you uh, kind of accelerate to sort of like a cruising speed for a while and uh, headed, headed toward this asteroid. With plenty of show tunes. <laughs> yep. With show tunes blasting. Do the speakers... Can, can you play music anywhere on the ship? I could. Okay. I oh. usually don't do that to you guys. Great. I just... I love the idea. Like, that feels... I guess because you have, like, a PA, surely. Yeah. So you can... Yeah. Good point. That makes sense. Yeah. If okay. you were to, like, call me on my comms or something, you could hear it. Mm-hmm. Or if I was making an announcement, but yeah. I don't leave it on. If there was, if we had a big party on the ship, you could play music through the whole ship. Definitely. Great. Probably not something we'll ever do, but maybe someday we can dream. Mm-hmm. Look forward for you. I look forward to you having something to celebrate. Don't we all? Now, you are approaching the asteroid, and I'm going to describe... A little bit about what you see. Uh, this asteroid, Itana, uh, it looks like many craggy, oblong asteroids. It's somewhat oval and asymmetrical. It's about three kilometers long at its widest point. Hmm. So it, by no means is it the biggest asteroid in this system, but it has like, an interesting characteristic. It is 
relatively flat. So it's like a squat disc, hmm. kind of a little thick in the middle, tapering around the rim. Um, imagine the old-fashioned space stations that they built as rings and spokes, and then they rotated to generate gravity. Mm. They've basically done the same thing here. Uh. They've drilled tunnels inside the asteroid to create this complex of rings and spokes, and they've spun it to generate gravity. Mm. Wow. It's a bit archaic from sure. a certain standpoint, mm-hmm. but it's uh, fairly. It's on the cheap. It seems like the kind of thing that, that Zenith would do. Yeah, the physics is dependable. And if the power goes out, it will continue mm-hmm. to um, generate gravity. Yeah, it's inertia for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to sink our orbits or something. Yeah. Like match spin. And... Like, do you dock on the... Does the disk have, like, an external dock? So, you approach the, a- the asteroid's center of rotation, mm. where, you know, where it's still and then there's no gravity, mm-hmm. and it has... Uh, t- access tunnels on either side of it, quite large, enough for rather large ships to go in mm-hmm. through, cargo-sized uh, mm-hmm. ships. And, you know, you get to the center there and start bringing the ship into it, and then you're hailed by port control. Mm-hmm. Metal arc, metal arc, please hold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> metal arc holding? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Metal Lark, we've got a bit of a backup today. Looks like you uh, might be hard to get you docked for the next, um, I'd say, at least three or four hours. Any way we could speed that up? Uh, Are there other ships around? Does it, like, look busy? That's a great question. Yes, there are a few other ships around. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, just visual inspection. You've got mm-hmm. some other uh, ships ahead of you, like, waiting. Mm. He says, yeah, switch to side channel. Okay. And you know that he, this is something that he wants to talk to you off off, mm-hmm. an, off an official channel. And he says, well, uh, certainly uh, if you're willing to pay some expediting fees, uh, uh, we can speed things up. But listen, also, you may just have to do the docking ring yourself. This is, he's talking about the airlock. Mm, yeah. Get you connected. Mm. Yeah, personnel so. issue or something. Well, I'm trying to decide if Stacey will budget. That's a good question. And it's the kind of thing that normally, if she didn't mention it, it would probably come out of your pocket. Yeah. Does a corporation hold sway over the station? Like, is this a Zenith station? Yes. There are other companies that are here that have a presence and maybe a little office or storefront as it were. There's mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of independent independent contractors, sort of wildcat miners who have their own sure. asteroids mm-hmm. and then bring, bring in the ore. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah, Zenith runs the place. They run the um, the Etana port control. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you need any uh, extra docking fees. I figured I'd get the friends and family right here. I've, you know, I mean, you know me. I've been here before. I'm, I'm sure we could figure out the docking ourselves, and then you don't have to pay any people while, while we're doing that. That's, that's just me and my people doing that. Also, do you legitimately know this guy? I don't know if I know this guy. Like, you've been I've here before. I've definitely been... I'm assuming I have been to the station a little bit, and I'm, I'm trying to lead on a little... Like, I don't want to name Zenith too much, but... Yeah, but also, like, if you know this mm-hmm. guy... Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let's find out. So, mm -hmm. actually, I think that you're going to try to manipulate someone. Okay, I can try that. Wait, that's a seven. Uh, Except I'm bad at that, so it's a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this something I could help with? Yeah. I feel like, I will say, I feel like this is something near us getting to the thing. I do think Landon would sort of come hang out in the cockpit because it's got the best view. And I don't think he likes hanging out in a tin can, like not seeing the outside when we're getting close to stuff. Sure. I would maybe, if I felt like this was taking a turn, I might try and like be a little rude. Mm. Yeah. What do you think you could do to help? I guess, uh, let's see. When you give support to a PC or try to stop what they're doing, describe how. I think in this case, I would try to, like, basically lean on my authority as a volunteer marshal and kind of be like, are you trying to pull, like, unlicensed docking fees on us? Because I have the regs on that and, like, I could write you up. Like, this could have implications for your career more widely. Like, you sure you want to play this game? If I'm chasing a dangerous criminal, you want to delay us four hours, see where things go? Nice. Okay, you're playing the law and order angle. I love it. Sure. Go ahead and roll to yeah. help. Uh, would that be plus subtle in this case? Because I'm sort of manipulating? Yeah, I think this is a manipulating. You're, you're not, it's not quite the truth. Whew. Oh, yeah. Seven plus one is eight, which means that I add plus one to Elta's roll. Okay, Taking so it from a six to seven. Thanks. There's a bit of tension that you hear on the on the light static of the communication. And the guy on the other side says, Hmm, some friends and family. Fine. We'll find you a slot. Just don't expect any help. Port control out. Oh, what a change of pace. <laughs> well, I think we should, we've clearly gotten off to a warm welcome here. Well, you, don't need, you don't need to take that from people. I mean, come on. This guy's just trying to roll you. Like, you, you know, you can stand up to him a little. Like, I'm happy to press him, but I mean, he, you, so, everyone tries this on you, right? So he is letting you in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. talking to Elta. Sorry. Yeah, and you're just, okay. I'm just, keep I'm going. Off. Keep going. He, yeah. yeah, he ended his thing. Got it. So I'm just sort of like, I'm surprised that, I'm surprised this guy's trying to roll you. Like, you've been here before, right? Did this happen last time? I mean, it's been a while, but I don't think so. It seems like there's something up here. Yeah. Seemed like workforce problems. Kind of been yeah. off the rails lately. We should, uh. I don't know. Might be some tension brewing. Yeah. Well, we should talk to Shiftchoff about this manual docking situation. Is that not a thing you can do? You don't just, like, fly right up to it? Back her in or whatever? I mean, I can get her close, but somebody's got to make the connection. Okay. And and that's what, that's what you do. You start your little careful flight into this tunnel that you go through. It's this large oval shape that's big enough that, like, one big ship could probably go one direction in... The indoor, and the other one could be coming out the okay. the outside. There's lanes. There's lanes. That's a good one. So, Landon, you're sort of sitting back, uh, assessing your data feed, and letting them do their their expert work. Yeah, I don't do this part. Ship. You don't do this part. And there's a little like little notification that comes up because you flagged this name, Mazrin Kerr. Sure, standard. And you see that. He's come up as a bounty. <sighs> now you're now you've synced up with the node here at mm -hmm. the asteroid, and so within the few hours of your transit, he's shown up on your on the bounty list. I guess I'm gonna lean over to Elta, and say, "So, um, 
this guy, Kerr, uh, what are the rules about him? We just get the thing from him, and then we leave? Does it say he has to stay on station? I don't have anything about him other than that he's our contact. All right. We get the package. I don't think there's much to worry about after that. Are you still being coy? Have you mentioned anything? I am going to ask you, okay. is there other information I can look at this before I like accept it? You have a little bit of information about him, yes. It's a pretty good bounty. Okay, it's not great. Ama- it's not amazing, but you know, it would help pay the bills for a while. Is it enough that like he probably killed someone to get that, or...? You do see the crimes that he's being charged with, and you read through in your head. Mm-hmm. Regulatory fraud. Sure. Financial fraud. Okay. That's... I- identity theft. Half of that's the docking fee guy, so like, I get it. Someone has it out for him. What else? Coerced labor. Hmm. Yeah, okay. And racketeering. All right. Cool. Is that it? Yeah. All right. I mean, that's enough, but like... It's it's clear that this guy is a dangerous guy mm-hmm. and probably has a fair amount of sway who tells people to do dangerous things but does not get his hands dirty with violence. Yeah, do they have like a headshot? Yeah, it matches the image that is in, in Elta's assignment. Mm-hmm. Great. And let's describe yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, looking at the headshot. He's a male, Terran, short brown hair, brown eyes, middle-aged. Balding. I mean, it's the front of his head, so maybe he has a bald spot, but oh. you don't see it from the front. <laughs> sure, but I think he's balding. Yeah, he's, he's in a business jacket and maybe sort of a cheap tie or something. Does he have jowls? He's a little... He's got some weight on him, but he also looks like he's got some muscle on him. Okay, big neck. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. the cheap tie is... <laughs> Straining. <laughs> okay, yeah. excellent. Um, okay, so let's yeah. pause for a moment. Sure. Yeah, docking. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I just want to say, so we might have to take him in. Hey everybody, Thad here. Thank you so much for listening to Starlight Outer Worlds. Regarding our release schedule, we've dropped the first set of episodes for you to enjoy all at once, but future episodes will be released bi-weekly on Tuesdays. If you want to know more about Starlight, the role-playing game, we'll be releasing a quick start guide in the near future, so stay tuned for that. Follow us on Instagram at Starlight Outer Worlds, all one word, to keep informed of new episodes or share your thoughts on the show. If you like the show, leave us a rating or review. Even better, tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is powerful, and we'd love to share our story with anyone you think might like it. Thanks again, folks. And now back to our story. Elta, you bring the ship in, and there's you go to the directed uh, berth, and there's basically a like a, a, a an airlock you can connect down to the top of your your ship. So, but that means someone has to get out of the ship. Who's most likely to do that? I'll do it. Hmm, interesting. The one who doesn't need air. <laughs> Convenient. Uh, I have some experience with 
extravehicular activities. So Chiff Chuff is has like half in his in his suit already. Oh. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Well, you should take a turn. You've got my back, Chiff Chaff. Got you. I'll be monitoring from inside. Excellent. So the two of you work together to 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 get the thing set up. He's on the inside. You and then he checks the air pressure and so forth. When you you've got it all sealed outside, there's there's no gravity. So you're on a tether, maybe. it's. I have built-in magnetic clamps. You do. We learned that Canard has <laughs> built-in magnetic clamps. Very handy. So, good job. Uh, leg pun? Magnetic <laughs> clamps. I'm handy. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Sheesh. They're, they're more footy. Okay. And, uh, and you're, you're, you're ready to go. You will go inside and take a... Um, uh, an elevator down to the main the main outer ring that is uh, a little under 1G. Anything that you want to get ready? I mean, I should maybe tell you where we're going. <laughs> uh, so we might need to bring this guy in. He's, he's coming up. He's got, like, you know, racketeering, coerced labor. Mm. It's kind of nasty stuff. And if Stacy doesn't say we can't bring him in, then I figure we get whatever he wants and we take him with us. That sounds reasonable to me. I mean, you said there's a bounty with it? Sure, yeah. Nice okay. tidy sum. Enough to, you know, help hold us over for a bit. Well, I can uh, get the guest room ready. I just didn't want to... Oh, it's ready. I keep it ready. I just... <laughs> you never know. But I just wanted to warn you so that you're not like, you know, in case things get rough. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. There might be some other people around. I, we're meeting him, then we're going to the back room. Is what it sounds like. So, right, this distillery. He might not be there alone. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. But just keeping that in mind. Can I do hear that? I do. This is your area of expertise. Len. Sure. Uh, should all three of us go in at the same time, or should someone hang back? Hmm. Well, he doesn't know my face or anything like that. Um, let's maybe just not mosey straight there. Let me walk around a little. We can all get out. I don't think I don't think he'll make me for what what's going on right now. He might not even know there's anyone on him. Um, maybe Stacy told him to expect a pickup, and that's our best cover. Just you know, be ready. If I may, perhaps Stacy, you can be the one to make the contact. Elton. Or Elta, <laughs> you can be the one to make the contact. I will be there as your assistant for handling of materials. And Landon, if you want to hang back and judge which is the best opportunity to achieve our secondary objective. Sure, we could do that. Although not having muscle might be weirder for him, depending on the deals he's used to. Might be more out of place. But uh, sure, we could try that plan. You guys take the direct route to the distillery. I'll uh, follow up. Sounds good. And, yeah, you bought yourself a lot of time, so you do have some time mm -hmm. to take uh, if you need it before the, the time that you're expected. Okay. Stacy did tell you to be prompt, so that means, you know, you should really be early. <laughs> sure. Uh, and for this kind of a thing, and it's somewhat typical... No money is changing hands, 
So it's not going to be some sort of a stressful situation about Negoti- whether you're going to uh, whether you're going to negotiate. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hopefully just go in, prove who you are, because he will be expecting you, mm-hmm. and then uh, take the package. Anything else you would like to do mm-hmm. right now? I'm noticing no proactive seeking on my um, mission oh, sure. outlines. What does what does that mean? You've seen this before, and it just means don't get there too early and go looking around for the contact you know, ahead of time. It's really just like a, you don't want to spook them, just stick to, stick to the plan, that kind of thing. I think since we've got plenty of time, it might make sense for, and we're going to a bar or a distillery, which I don't, I assume people drink there as well as buy alcohol there. It's and take been it. a while. You remember, you remember the place. Yeah, it's... It is a place where people can eat, drink, and buy discount fuel. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think... He's an, oh, Mel is an independent contractor. He doesn't work with Zenith directly. Mm-hmm. So he has some discount fuel. It's not the best fuel, but... But it's great liquor. Well, the liquor is pretty good. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> the liquor is pretty good for what you can get uh, out on in these parts. Mm-hmm. The fuel is just cheap. Come for the fuel, stay for the drinks. <laughs> oh. Oh, excellent. Right. Uh. Says Canard as he reads through the the uh, the the this yeah, the the online listing. The online listing. <laughs> I think it makes sense for Landon to go in and maybe look at the place since we've got a little extra time. Maybe hang out at the bar, get a drink, and Canard and I can come in a little later as a separate group. Mm-hmm. Um, at the meeting time or around the meeting time and so you can keep an eye on us but do it from a distance Mm, uh, i worry i maybe stick out a little else of like a guy comes in built like me ballistic vest i mean it's sort of subtle but i got a gun like there's a certain vibe of authority that i sort of emit and if i just go sit down in a bar and hang out there and try and blend the guy who probably knows he has a bounty on him, he's going to take one look at me and he's going to run the other way. Mm. You want me out of the bar. Let me meander around. I won't cause any trouble for anyone. Won't track him down. Just want to pick up his scent a little bit. Okay. You, y'all can do whichever you want to do. If you want to go to the distillery and... I mean, I wouldn't really drink on a job, I guess, but... If you want to go scope the place out, see if there's other jobs, something like that, I'll just mosey around. Won't get into trouble. And the place is big enough that mm. you could get lost in crowds here and there. That's the plan. Mm. All right. I'm going to kit up. Okay. I'm going to put on my, my, zip up my sort of ballistic vest. Probably got a little, like, it's like dark blue. has like a hexagon pattern or something on it. Like, it's not obviously armor, but if somebody took a close look at it, they'd be like, oh, that's definitely armor. Put on new fish hat. No, I'll wear the bass hat again. It was a good day. I'm not going to bring my rifle, though. I'm going to set up my sidearm, try and kind of tuck it under a little bit, and uh, mosey on out. So until it's time to leave, I would like to tap into the local networks and just get a, a sense of how much information is flowing around here, if there's been anything unusual that's popped up in the data streams recently. Mm. So pretty easily, you can find the same kind of information that Landon 
uh, had uh, found before. Maybe updated. There's not necessarily like a lot of reporters on this asteroid mm-hmm. keeping these things up to date. But uh, you go through some of those, some of that information about the um, worker unrest protests that are happening, and you are aware this is station condition that describes like a workers' strike, slowdowns at the port, expect delays of multiple hours for um, all these different kinds of activities. Were you looking for something deeper than that? I would like to see if I can find out any particular names that are associated with the worker unrest and the worker strikes. So you keep digging, and you do find some specifics. Nothing in particular stands out to you. If you run into anything interesting later, I think maybe I can feed you a little bit of information that might be you know, generally available like this. Um, so if you run into the people who are, uh, who seem to be responsible for uh, these different things, the protests and the strikes, then I'll try to feed you some of that. I'll start a search routine running in case something turns up later. Okay. Dang. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh. What do we think that Chiffchoff should be doing? Mm. I'm concerned about getting out of here because it seems like it's pretty high traffic right now. And because... My instructions imply we'll need to make a quick exit. I think I'd want Chiffchoff. I want somebody back on the ship, kind of keeping us ready to to get out of there. Especially if we're gonna have to do this like manual airlock release and all of that. Like I I kind of want to have I want to have somebody ready for that. Chiffchoff's a little disappointed, but he yeah. he totally understands. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, it's part of the job. Can Can Chiffchoff hold his own? In what way? Like, have we seen him fire a gun or, like, incapacitate someone or just, like, do something in a fight that isn't panic? Uh, yeah, let's leave this up for a little discussion. Uh, Chiffchoff has carried a gun in the past. Uh-oh. But he, he seems to operate in mostly in a defensive capacity. Okay. Elta, you've worked a little bit longer with mm-hmm. Chiffchoff. Do you share with Landon any of the most, like serious scrapes that you've been in with Shiftchoff? Oh, I mean, we've been in a bar fight together. <laughs> and he's pretty great in that sort of situation because he can get low. And all the arms. And and he, I mean, he can kind of get da- down under the tables and mm. pull some ankles down and <laughs> just yank people <laughs> over. It's it's pretty amusing, honestly. Does, does something set him off that we need to, like, be worried about? Mm. Or, like... If we're walking into, like, what could be dangerous, I don't want to, like, if he's not into, like, coerced labor, like, you know, some of these charges, I just, I got to take this guy in alive. I don't want a liability either. Yeah. I've never seen him fly off the handle. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Everyone's got a limit. Yeah. Elta, that sounds like chip shaft to me. Okay. I think him staying with the ship is a good idea. Sorry, buddy. I got you covered. Be ready for a quick exit. And Elta, what do you do? Hmm. Do you have a sidearm that you carry? I, I do carry a sidearm. I have the uh, dual tech negotiator. Classic. Great that, model. What does that look like? It's a little sleeker than it's not like a big clunky gun. I don't think it fires like physical rounds. Like I think it's maybe more of like an energy weapon. But it's it's also not supposed to be super obvious, which is why I like it. I think it's kind of black and kind of got some more rounded contrast to it. 
I think I've painted an orange stripe down the side. Oh no! <laughs> Ruining a classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Delta definitely has a favorite color. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love like you have this gun and you're like, yeah, but it doesn't match my outfits. Mm-hmm. So you head out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. The three of you take one of the elevators. There are sort of multiple large sections along the, the periphery in the main tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then they are connected by just sort of transit tunnels mm-hmm. that have trams and or mm-hmm. walkways to get between them. Uh, you go to sort of the main one, the main commerce center, if, sure. if you will. Is it crowded? Is it crowded? It's a little crowded. Mm-hmm. It's like a boulevard. It's built into the stone. So there's lots of stone, mm-hmm. by the way. Very, everything's rough hewn. Sure. It's about two stories. So first story of tall rooms and storefronts. Mm-hmm. And a, a second story, a little smaller. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it sort of arches up a ways into mm-hmm. this sort of, uh, what we call it an atrium, although it's not really open to the sky or anything like that. Okay. Is there much of a security presence or like... Well... In fact, so do all three of you go in together, or do you? are you really slipping in separate, Landon? I'm probably just going to peel off from them and start walking around. I'm not really paranoid enough that we can't all enter together. People get in elevators all the time. Yeah. I think once we hit a crowd, I'm just going to start walking around. Okay. Well, you immediately hit a crowd, because there is a protest going on. Ah, <sighs> Okay. This is where you will find the largest group of people who are not actively working. Fair enough. And there is a, there's a stairway and a landing up to the second floor. And up there is this rather young woman kind of uh, speaking about how the workers are being mistreated mm-hmm. and uh, just the, the poor working conditions and so forth. And it just, and it really, you've heard this kind of thing before. It really kind of resonates and definitely the crowd is into it too. Mm-hmm. So there are maybe a couple of hundred people here. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Maybe a hundred sort of concentrated around this area that are kind of into it. Another hundred that are sort of spread down the, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the boulevard of this section. Watching like more passively or something like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And maybe going about their business, pausing a bit to, to, to listen. Does it feel dangerous? So you asked about a security presence. Sure. There are definitely security guards here, and they've hauled Mm. some out, and you see maybe 20. Mm, Not enough. And they are carrying weapons. They are not... They're not riot cops. They're not not riot cops. And they're they're towards the back watching. So actually, Mm. this is quite a a presence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would get hurt if they did try to riot, because that's... Given the proportions, Mm -hmm. yeah, these guys could get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. These... Mm-hmm. These security folks could get overwhelmed, but they they could do a lot of damage. So it it feels like it's a little bit. In, mm-hmm. It feels like it's in control right now. Okay, but the, I mean, also the people who would be rioting are like these are workers or miners, like people who are in pretty good physical shape, probably, and might have probably not anything like substantial in terms of weapons. But it's not like they're you know hurting a bunch of like anemic children or something. It's like. <laughs> There, no one's getting out of this unscathed. It seems like, but it's not boiling over right now. No. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of energy. Sure. In the room, I, I'd like to tap into that and walk around. Okay. Um, there's a move I have called Tracker. Hmm. 
When you move through your hunting grounds with open senses and a name on your lips, roll plus subtle. So, I know this guy's name. Mazrin Kerr. Mazrin Kerr. So I'm going to open up my senses and let my implants do a little work and try to uh, pick up a trail. Okay. I'm going to... Let's wait on your roll. Sure. And I'm going to let you do that for a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And let's see what the other two yeah, do. Yeah, I'll let them engage. <clears throat> what do you do? Well, I am walking with Elta. <laughs> um, yeah, I think right now I'm kind of trying to get a feel for the crowd and mingle a little bit and... I don't necessarily disagree with these people. Um, I mean, I grew up out here. Elta kind of nods and uh, maybe sort of stands to the back edge of the crowd a little bit. I'm listening for a little bit, see what they're saying, but I also don't want to move too far in because I know we're here to do a job. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, it's only maybe a, a two-minute walk at most mm. to get to this place. Uh, just to give you a sense of the space. Yeah. So it's like a, a few hundred meters long, plenty of room for you if, if you needed to just walk around all these people down a ways and find Mel's. Assuming they aren't like rioting, then it's a gross few hundred yeah. meters. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. This young woman kind of wraps up what she's saying. It was just kind of like some, a few rousing words. And then the, and the crowd just starts kind of clapping, kind of hollering and just, and, and, you know, cheering in assent, you know, like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she introduces the next speaker. It's uh, your dad. Oh. Oof. And he's and you and and, I'll, and now you see him coming up the stairs up to the sort of the walkway on the second floor, and he takes the microphone and starts in with his own take mm. on the imbalance of power here. Something you've surely heard before. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, there's a reason I was a little sympathetic to the cause, but seeing my dad, I definitely I mean, duck my head a little bit, as as much as that helps. I, I zip up the top of my jumpsuit so that my bright orange shirt isn't visible. You um, also have, like, bright white hair. I do have there. bright white hair. You're usually, also, usually back in a ponytail, as you yeah. said. Mm-hmm. You're also there with a robot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not super common. I am feeling a little conspicuous so, right now. <laughs> Maybe kind of hunched down or something. Try to try to stay a little less visible. You need a hat. I need or a hood or something. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Maybe I. Is this like a vending? Like there's stuff for sale here, or is it more of a gathering? It does space? occur to you. No, it occurs. It occurs to you that there's probably a place to get clothing. Yeah, I maybe um, cheap look for yeah like the nearest kind of stall that has you know scarves and stuff hanging up, and I I go for something in a neutral color. Um, what I know <laughs> something hideous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you pick something that fits in. Yeah, is that, is that what I'm um, and I just kind of wrap it around my head a little bit so it's sort of sort of like a hood would be a little bit but more like a scarfish and kind of duck back a little away from the crowd is it hot in here with all these people or do the walls keep it cool no it's pretty it's pretty cool okay. i think i still want to kind of hear what's going on a little bit though so yeah. i'm assuming i can still hear that from yeah where i am okay 
Oh, yeah, I definitely pull um, Bernard with me. <laughs> and maybe I try to throw, like, a a jacket or something <laughs> on you. I, you can disagree with that. You're just trying on clothes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe this. I, uh, I think it is a waste of money, but if it supports the mission... <laughs> Stacy's going to get such a weird budget right now. <laughs> the... It's pretty inexpensive, but yeah, there's and, and there's fairly utilitarian clothing as well. Lots of um, olive greens and mm-hmm. medium grays. Beige. Some beiges, yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to get fancy. And the vendor there is a little, little excited with you, Canard. So this, oh, oh yes, we you you do need something here. Uh, yeah, this this guy is sort of excited to try things on you, offer you different things. For me, this garment has no functional value (laughs) (laughs) yes but i tell you you're going to look great the the tuxedo gets them every time (laughs) what what is i i i look down what is being put on my frame it's a yeah it's a it's a nice jacket you know (laughs) kind of like a like a, a thicker jacket that you can um zip up and it's reversible as well with multiple pockets whoa Mm. Quite quite warm, <laughs> with with different vents you know, to help to mod- moderate the uh, the heat. The face he's making is so horrifying. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so Kennard seems to put up with this for a little while, and mm-hmm. you uh, do you actually get in this, or are you just sort of going through some motions? Yeah, out I that? think I also grab you a hat. <laughs> you don't have hair, right? Mm. No. <laughs> no, do I have skin or teeth? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Just trying it from a distance. So I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Anything else, Elta? Yeah, I think I'd be like, well, the happy birthday or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's your birthday, says the vendor. <laughs> wow, what a charmer. I, uh,. I'd like to run some diagnostics on the atmosphere here and see if there's any sort of anything wrong with the air. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, you occupy yourself with that, and of course the air is just fine. It's just Delta. I assume this is part of the mission. <laughs> so I tell the vendor, thank you, as I have observed others doing on okay. these, this birthday type occasion. And, and a little something for your birthday. And he basically gives you like a little pin and he puts it right on your jacket. And it's a little like get united kind oh, of like message for uh, the, nice. the workers. The other workers you've seen too have this pin. Ah, great. I will fit in now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so my next plan was to sort of move through the crowd. I'm not sure how much time we left before our meeting, but to start moving towards... Mel's Discount Distillery. Okay. So, Elta's father is not a bombastic speaker. More thoughtful uh, and gives us kind of an intellectual spin, I would say. Wow. But it's very... Uh, I imagine your father is maybe some kind of, like, geologic engineer type thing. Uh, but what were you thinking? Yeah. I mean, I think a geologic engineer maybe isn't still a very high pay grade. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that's in line with what he did. 
there's still a decent amount, I think, of manual labor involved with his work and surveying, and he, he has to go out and do a lot of that stuff because he doesn't have a big team. So he's still kind of, you know, got got calluses on his hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, uh, so he, he continues, but he's not, he's, uh, he's not, like, particularly riling these people up, but it is getting, does feel like a little... Charged. It's still charged. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If you want to be early, you only have a few minutes left, okay. I think, to So, yeah, to I'm going to mouse. start kind of but, okay. pushing my way through, you know, pushing my way through the crowd, mm-hmm. but trying to slide through. And You have time to work your way through on the other, to the other side so you can safely get away mm-hmm. from the crowd. Landon. Yes. Let's come back to you. Sure. And let's see how your tracking has tracking gone. Tracking has worked. Yeah. Sure. Rolling plus subtle. Oh, another seven plus one eight on a seven to nine their presence is faint pick one from the following what's their next move what makes them dangerous where are they most vulnerable to me who have they crossed or how could i draw them out i think i have an idea of what makes him dangerous and i assume i know his next move so i want to know where are they most vulnerable to me as I as I sort of open my senses and pick up a feeling of where this guy has been, maybe pick out some patterns. It's just in like the sense of of you know I'm letting my implants lead me around. It's very much an intuition. Maybe I hear little snippets of things if if there happens to be a conversation or I have little sort of sense memories or something of like a smell on the wind or in the breeze that is like oh. I don't know why, but I know this guy has been here, and he'll be here again. Yeah, as you think about Kerr and his the kind of business that he's in, you're starting to piece it together. You think that he might not spend as much time as his underlings do in places like this. Mm. And that business jacket that he's wearing sort of suggests that he's used to more comfortable places on stations or larger cities. So he's vulnerable to me, probably he's out of his element in the distillery or entering and leaving the distillery, something like that. Yeah. It seems like this may not be a place that he's mm, knows inside and out. Mm-hmm. And so your sense of tactics is probably going to be beyond his. That's your sense. You're pretty certain that he's, that typically he leaves his dirty work to other people. Mm-hmm. All right. Walking around just getting a look at this distillery, does it seem like from the outside there's more than one entrance? Or, like, he's probably going to go in and out. I mean, there might be an exit, an entrance in the back into the tunnel, I guess. I wouldn't know that from the outside, but... Yeah, you see one wide main entrance. Okay. I think I'm going to set up, like, across the street from this bar and just kind of scope it out and see if I can see when he enters. I think I'm going to try and tag him on the way out. It seems harder to do it in the back room. That feels like when he'll be most nervous. But once the job's done, I might just be able to sidle up to him and take him from there. I know he's got sway with people, but there's a riot that might happen. So I can rile him up if I need to. That's my plan. As you await outside... You see him, and you, your eyes, you know, like, mm-hmm. snap and lock onto him. And he's got a guy walking with him. Sure. Alongside, just a step behind. Mm-hmm. 
who has a certain vibe, a little like you. Uh, also human. All right. And sort of a tight cap on. Mm-hmm. And a ballistic, yeah, like a an armored vest as well. Okay, but I want to look at his side. Does he have a gun? Does he have a sidearm? Yeah. Is his it... bodyguard definitely has a gun. All right, so you say bodyguard. Good. Just making sure it is it's... a bodyguard and not a different bounty hunter who like has him already. Like this is not a bounty sidearm. You don't. You're. It's a little little uh, hard to tell exactly what sidearm he is carrying. Okay. But, but it's not mine. But they. But the way that they're conferring, mm-hmm. uh, you can see that that uh, Kerr is in charge. All right. Good to know. And he goes in first into Mel's. Mm-hmm. And the bodyguard does. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, so Kerr goes first into Mel's, and the okay. bodyguard follows him. All right. What kind of position would you be able to see inside? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends on what Mel's is like on the outside. Like, if it has a window or something, yeah. then yeah. But... Actually, yeah. The door. The, the door closes, and uh, and then you can't. And then they're out of view. Okay. Hmm. The bodyguard might change things. I'm gonna use the com to just ping. Elta, Kennard, and I guess Chifchoff. I think last time we established we had a group chat, and I just want to establish that Chifchoff is also on the group chat. It would be weird to leave him out. Yeah, let's assume that he's usually monitoring unless you tell me otherwise. Sure. I'm going to say he's there, one bodyguard. I might back you up. Let me know if things go south. Okay. Well, I guess we're on our way in, ideally. You probably got in first, right? No, okay. he, yeah, he got in there first. Oh, okay. And now, Elta, your dad is kind of finishing up his speech. And people are clapping, but, and you're off to the side. And some people are still kind of they're starting to do a bit of a chant. You know, What's with the scarf? You know, accessorizing. You've got Canard a jacket? Or Canard, did you get a jacket? <laughs> it's my birthday. Are you talking to each other from, like, opposite ends through your comms? Yeah, uh, you're, you're absolutely. standing on opposite Yeah, this is, like, in earpiece. Yeah, like, 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 like 50 meters away. I think I make them moving through the crowd. It's nice. It's a robot in a jacket. He still has light-up eyes. Like, I'm not... I'm pretty okay at my job. And by the way, Kennard, as you go through, like, there's someone that kind of looks down, like, like is, is a little more surprised as you come by, you know, a little startled by your appearance, perhaps, and then they look down and see your your pin, and they, and then this, their, their face lights up. Um, it's a, this is actually a Corthy, you know, uh, who uh, you startled uh, a little bit shorter than you, but uh, they, they quickly regain their composure when they see your button. And then, and they start giving you like a, like a pat on your shoulder of encouragement. Ah, oh, I see. It's working. Happy birthday, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So the two of you go inside Mel's. It's a uh, it's a, a fairly large space compared to a lot of the nooks and crannies and stores that you've seen around here. Is there distillery stuff like out, like big jugs or like copper stills or whatever? So you you don't see the distillery stuff here. You see some like pieces that are that are the old pieces that are used as decorations. Excellent, very tasteful. Um, yeah, but they're uh, yeah, it's a large room. High ceilings, it's full of tables, various sizes. Uh, there's some people in here. Mm-hmm. It's maybe half full. And toward the back, on one side is a counter where you see some patrons waiting in line. And then on the other side, there's actually a little like stage space where there's a musician, a live musician with some 
various apparatus. Nice. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of chill. Somewhere mm-hmm. in between, like, country and blues. Um, uh, that's the vibe, anyway. Okay. And, uh, hmm. and the people are people inside here are not making a ruckus. Wow. All right. Unlike, I mean, as opposed to the people outside, like, who are protesting. I really feel bad for judging Mel's Discount Distillery by their name and not expecting, like, this sort of cool speakeasy vibe. It's pretty stark here, but, uh, yeah, sure. it, it seems like a nice place. Do I see many other people wearing this badge? Mm. No. Mm. At first glance, you look around, you are not seeing that badge inside. Interesting. There's people lined up, and at, it's not really the bar that people are waiting at. It's more like a counter. There's a couple of employees helping people order fuel and drinks. And they also give out these, like, there's, like, frozen meals, and people can go heat them up off, to, off, uh, off on a little oven on the side. Are they ready meals? Nah, they look like some competitor to the ready meal brand, but in, they are ready meals in lowercase, yes. Okay. These, these might actually be made... Local, in fact. These are not, like, nice shrink wrap packages that you get at the store. Oh. Quick Eats. Quick Eats. Yeah. A local brand. Mm-hmm. Trying to break into the market. Sure. Elta, what do you do? guess I scan the room for um, Nazarin. Yeah. You recognize the bodyguard, based on Landon's description, and he's nicely positioned so he can see the whole room, people entering from the front, people coming out through the back hallway. And you can tell, looking down that back hallway, and back in your memory, too, you're like, oh, that's right. I think there's some rooms off the side of the hallway that continues toward the back. Okay. Um, No Mazarin. No Mazarin. Is he supposed to be in the bar, or is he meeting you somewhere? Oh, right. At the location, I need to ask for the back room and the McDaniels group. Hmm. Like the bodyguard, or...? Yeah, that's what I'm not sure is if I should ask the proprietor or the bodyguard. Hmm. I think I'm going to ask at the bar. Because theoretically, I shouldn't know that that bodyguard is with... Uh, that seems right to you. Mazarin. Is, yeah. Is it Mel behind the bar? The titular Mel? Yeah, so I guess I go up to the bar. I probably don't order a drink. <sighs> There's people waiting in front of you. Oh, right. What are you going to do? Lines. <laughs> there, there's just two people. One of them, you're pretty sure, is Mel. Oh. It, wait, he's in line? No, no, behind the... Sorry, there's two employees. Oh, okay, sorry. Behind the counter, Excellent. helping people, bustling around. One of them, you're pretty sure, is Mel. An older male human uh, with, like, long... Wavy gray hair. Looks like he might run a discount distillery. Yeah, and he, he's moving with a lot of efficiency. Like, he has done this for a long time. Mm. Well, I'll lean in. I'm like, hey, Mel. You're Mel, okay. right? Yes. He's um, gesturing to the line as you say this. I think I, I'm meeting someone in one of the back rooms um, with the McDaniels group. He's expecting you. Then I guess. We'll make our way back there. You you anything to add, No. Sounds like we can just go then. Okay. You. Mel all of a sudden points to you, Canard, and sort of barks, you know, <laughs> barks at you. You. Yes. You be sure to keep that stuff outside, as he points to the, the little pin you have on your jacket. I'll 
take the pin Uh-oh. and go to the front door and just like stick it in the wall and then come back in without it. Wait, are you going outside the bar? To, are you sticking it? Like, do you open the door? Outside. Open the door. Okay. Because I'm also outside, so I just watch your arm come through and, like, <laughs> shove this thing in the thing. Great. Raise my eyebrows. Okay. And yeah, you go back inside, and he's already off to other business. Elta, I guess Elta waits for you? It's a few seconds. Maybe I grab some peanuts. Nice. Or something like that from the bar. Okay. Yeah, something salty. To, mm-hmm. What's your, what your thirst? That's confusing. Sorry. Something salty to make you want to quench your thirst. <laughs> no, perfect. The first wave. We gotta leave that in. Yeah. So I'm just standing there snacking for a little bit. You come in, we head out, or head back. Yeah. Do you let me know? Um, yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll, I'll keep, it's probably easiest for me, so yeah. I'll just keep you updated. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't have to talk. We've made, found where the uh, contact's taking place. We're making our way back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me know if there's trouble. Yeah, will do. Elta, the room is fairly private and there's a door on it. I open it. Yeah, I'd walk in. <laughs> I was debating if I should knock, but I don't. Okay. Yeah. You open the door mm-hmm. and step partly inside. It's a nicely sized room. There's a big table down the middle. It could hold like a dozen people or so. But there's only two people in here. They are on the other side of the table. You see Kerr. He's um, sort of standing and bent over the, the table. His hands are behind him. And behind him is a woman who is sort of wrestling him with one arm and seems to have him under control. And she looks up to you with surprise as you come in. Well, hi. <laughs> so... You, now, very quickly, you assess the situation and see that she—that he already seems to have like something wrapped around his wrists. He's kind of pinned down. Uh. There's there's a, a mess on the table with like spilled drinks and a, a, these metal mugs. Uh, there's one right in front of you on the floor, mm-hmm. and she's in sort of this drab olive outfit, mm-hmm. and she's wearing this sort of wraparound uh, sunglasses. You can't really see her eyes. Uh. She's got long. Long black hair, like um, it's 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 a little out of place, a little striking, but you know, because it's just, it almost looks like a wig, I guess. Mm. Um, <sighs> bangs and long straight hair, and also uh, an an utilitarian olive colored jacket, and you see the gun in her hand, mm-hmm. just holding it steady there, but where you can see it, and she says to you, "Steady, mate. Let's all take things nice and slow." Uh... <sighs> I might could die. Laser disc. Laser disc. Razor blades. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs>